4: Instagram.com slash detectives. I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, to enter our Sherlock Holmes giveaway. Just go to giveaway.greatdetectives.net. Deadline is this Saturday. Well, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode of Dangerous Assignment. The original air date, February 10th, 1950, and the title is Reese Cover Stolen Radar Plans.
3: Dangerous Assignment Starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell
2: You know, Ruth, you could at least have waited until that blonde and I finished the dance before dragging me back here to the office.
5: Sorry, Steve, but the commissioner said he wanted you right away. And when he says right away, that means stop the music. Here we are. Yeah.
6: And the commissioner's waiting for you inside. I'll have your credentials and plane ticket at my desk when you're through in there.
2: Okay, Ruth. Hi, Commissioner. Steve. Well, where am I going this time? Sending you to Athens, Greece? Greece. Look, I wouldn't know Socrates from Homer.
7: I wouldn't worry about that. You're not liable to run into either of
2: them. Well, what's it all about?
7: Radar. Steve, as you know, our scientists have come up with new developments in radar so revolutionary that many of the older models are now obsolete. So I understand. Hey, wait a minute. Is that how you located that blonde and me? (laughs) Two weeks ago, a complete set of plans covering these improvements was stolen from a research laboratory in this country. It's essential we get those plans back. What's the line on them so far? The man who smuggled them out of this country turned up dead in the Azores. His killer got as far as Algiers, and he got killed.
2: (laughs) Sounds like a game where everyone plays for keeps.
7: keeps. It is. We now believe an international information peddler named Zundel has the plans. And Zundel's in Athens? We think so. Steve, there's a known channel waiting for those plans. Once they get to a certain point in the eastern Mediterranean, our chances of recovering them are nil. We've got to keep them from getting out of Athens.
2: Who do I work with in Athens?
7: Lieutenant Janakos of the police. Steve, I don't have to tell you about the danger involved. There are probably several interests after those plans. They'll stop at nothing. They'll throw the book at you. They'll put every obstacle in your path that they can.
2: You know, this comes as no surprise, Commissioner.
7: As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent after a story. But your real job is to get those plans before they get out of Athens.
2: Well, that's it. You've
7: got your assignment, Steve. Good luck.
3: National Broadcasting Company is proud to present Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell, colorful, two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. Steve Mitchell is en route to Greece by plane. Meanwhile, on a narrow deserted street in Athens at sunset, two men slip furtively along the sidewalk in the gathering dusk, closing in relentlessly on a third man ahead of them.
7: Zundel still does not realize we
6: are following him, Ruba. Come, let us close in now. In a moment, Miklos. Wait until he gets opposite that alley in front of him. He is getting closer. Now, come on. Ah, Zonday!
2: <laughs>
7: Let go of me! Into the alley, quick! No. no! Do not cry out, there is a knife in your stomach!
6: There, this is far enough. The papers, Zonday! Give us the papers! No, I do not have them anymore! You lie! We tried to buy them from you, but you would not sell at our price. Now we will take them! No, no, no! Over, you fool! After him! He is running out into the seat. The car is trying to hit him. Zonday cannot get out of the way! No. <sighs>
7: Rua, get back here in the alley. Wait.
6: The man is getting out of the car. Miklos, he is searching Trinthel. He must be after the papers too. Come,
7: you must not let him get away.
6: He sees us. Watch out, he has a gun. Get
7: down. Shoot him, Rua, shoot him.
2: Comes taken. Huh? Oh, yes. Oh, I see. But there's another one right over there. Okay, thank you. Taxi. Taxi.
7: Yes, sir. Right over here.
6: Miklos. Yes? That's a Steve Mitchell, all right. I received information he would be sent here to Athens to look for the radar plans.
7: Ruba, well, we must find out who ran down Zundel last night and beat us to those plans. Maybe if we search Zundel's house.
6: But we must also prevent Steve Mitchell from finding those plans. And that job comes first. Come. We will follow his cab
7: Will you be staying here in Athens long, sir? I don't know, driver. Well, I just happen to have some cards with me which will admit you to various places that I... Uh, I'm get...
2: sorry, I'm not on a vacation. I... Hey, that other car.
7: Uh, he's trying to side-swipe. Oh, ah! look out. Straight
0: Straight it out. out! I cannot look out! Ah! <laughs>
2: wow, well, driver, are you okay? Uh, I think so. Here.
0: I'll get this door open.
2: Can you open your door?
6: No. No, it is dumb.
2: Well, come on. I'll help you through the window.
6: Hey, uh, you. Uh, how about you? Are
2: you hurt? No, oh, just shaking up. Looks like I got a reception committee pretty early in the game this time. Look, uh, can you get another cab and take me to police headquarters? Uh,
6: nothing personal, sir. But if you do not mind, just get yourself another driver, please. Hmm? You are bad luck to
2: me. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess I can't blame you, honey.
6: Uh, like your American eyes used to say, I have
3: had it.
2: So I finally made it to your office, Lieutenant Janikos, the hard way. Hmm.
6: I wonder if this reception committee you speak of is the same one which greeted Jundell last night. What do you mean? He was run down by a car and is now in the hospital unconscious.
2: Now, you think it could have been an accident, Tianakas?
6: I am certain it was not. It was a deliberate hit and run. Several shots were heard. That is all we know at present. Here. Hmm? You may be interested in looking at these pictures.
2: Taken at the scene of the accident, huh?
6: Yes, immediately
2: afterward. You recognize any of the faces in the crowd, Lieutenant?
6: No. I have a pretty good line on most of the agents and information peddlers here in Athens, Mitchell. But I don't see any of them in these pictures. Come in. Oh, good morning, Mr. Thatcher.
1: Hello, Lieutenant.
6: Let me introduce a colleague of yours. This is Mr. Steve Mitchell, also a freelance correspondent from the United States. This is Jim Thatcher, Mr. Mitchell.
1: Pleased to meet you, Mitchell. Hi.
6: What can I do for you, Mr. Thatcher?
1: I came to talk to you about this guy, Zundell, who got run over last night.
6: What about Zundell?
1: Well, I don't know if you know much about his background, but he's
6: a sort of a shady character. Indeed. In what way, Mr. Thatcher?
1: I've been cultivating him off and on for the past few months. Once in a while, he's given me information I was able to use in some of my stories. Well, lately, he's been pretty evasive, but uh, I got the idea he was involved in something big.
6: What sort of thing?
1: I don't know. That's why I came here. Figured you might have some sort of line on it.
6: I'm afraid I cannot help you, Mr. Thatcher.
1: Well, I won't take up any more of your time, Lieutenant, but if you do get any information about Zundell, I'd appreciate you letting me in on it.
6: I'm sure you will have access to any information which is made public, Mr. Thatcher.
1: Okay, I'll keep in touch with you. You gonna be in Athens long, Mitchell?
2: Oh, a few days, I guess.
1: Where are you staying?
2: Lyceum Hotel.
1: I'll look you up. Maybe we can have a drink and... Talk a little sharp. Okay,
2: see you around, Thatcher. You handled that very well, Lieutenant. For our purposes right now, we don't want anyone to know we suspect Zundel of being involved with those radar plans.
6: That was my thought too, Mitchell. Well, what will be your first step?
2: I'd like to take a look around Zundel's place.
6: Very well. Here's the key. We took it from Zundel's pocket after the accident.
2: Here is the address. Okay, I'll go over there right now. I'll probably be calling in a little later, Janakis. cigarette smoke. That's some
7: So, Steve Mitchell again. This time we will finish
6: him off. Wait. I hear a car outside. A girl, she's coming in. We must leave.
7: What about Mitchell?
6: We will take care of Mitchell later. Hurry, Mitchell. Follow me. Out the window.
7: Who is the girl, Oba?
6: I do not know. I have never seen her before. Hurry, drop to the girl. Yes. Uh,
2: pack a wallop don't you who are you well right now you can just call me hit on the head
5: i don't understand what are you doing here
2: I'm gonna ask you the same thing
5: why i'm helen slater carl's fiance
2: carl oh you mean carl zundell of course
5: look i don't understand where's carl don't you know well i thought he was here obviously this happens to be his house you know
2: I guess you haven't read the paper today.
5: I've been out of town. Why? Has anything happened to Carl?
2: He was in an accident last night.
5: What? Oh, no. Is he... Well, was it serious?
2: He's in the hospital. Unconscious.
5: Where? I want to see him.
2: Yeah, that might be a good idea. Come on. I'll call a cab and take us to the hospital. (music) Janakas? This is Mitchell. Oh. I'm calling from a pay phone. Yes? I'm on my way to the hospital with a girl named Helen Slater. Says she's Zundell's fiance. I see. I think I'll stick with her a while. She claims she didn't know about the accident. Oh. But I'd never forget a face like hers. I'm sure she's in one of those pictures you showed me of the crowd at the scene of the accident. <laughs> That must be Zondo's room down the hall. There's a police guard at the door.
5: Look, there's a doctor just going inside.
2: Yeah, come on.
5: You know, I I still don't understand what you were doing in Carl's house, Mr. Mitchell.
2: I'm a newspaper correspondent. I was looking for a story.
5: About Carl?
2: About his accident, if it was an accident.
5: I don't understand. Why would anyone try to kill Carl?
2: Well, I haven't the slightest idea. Maybe you have.
5: Me? No. Mm.
2: Well, here we are. Yes, sir. I'm Steve Mitchell. Perhaps uh, Lieutenant Janikos mentioned my name to you. Yes, he did. How's Zendel? Still unconscious, I think.
5: Can I see him?
2: Perhaps shortly. A doctor went into the room a
3: moment ago. Maybe he will have word.
5: Oh, I wish there was something I could do. When I think of Carl lying here unconscious for a day and a half and me not even knowing about it. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: (laughs) looks like you're as eager on the story as I am, Mitchell.
2: Hmm? Well, well, hi. Uh, Thatcher, isn't it? Yeah, Jim Thatcher. We met in Janaka's office. Oh, uh, sure. Miss Slater, this is Jim Thatcher, another correspondent. Hello. Hi. Miss uh, Slater is Zundell's fiancée. Oh. Anything new on Zundell? No. Good evening, guard. Dr. Shelyov? I'm going to see the patient. Yes, sir. He must be worth. What do you mean? Well, to require the presence of two doctors, one of them is in the room with Zundell now. What are you talking about? I am the only doctor on duty. Hey, we'd better take a look inside.
6: What is this other doctor you are talking about? Why? He is not here.
2: Wait! Look at Zandell in the bed. His throat has been cut.
6: I wish to thank all of you for coming here to my office. I think I have all the information I need at present. I don't understand. Who would do a thing like that to Miss Carl? Miss Slater, rest assured, the police department will leave nothing undone in our investigation.
1: I think this killing verifies what I was telling you earlier today, Lieutenant.
2: But Zundell was apparently involved in something pretty serious.
6: But I'm sure Carl wasn't doing anything wrong.
2: You uh, say he never mentioned anything he might have been involved in, do you? No,
6: nothing, Mr. Mitchell. Uh, Miss Slater, Mr. Thatcher, you may both go now. But please leave your addresses with me in the event you are wanted for further questioning.
5: Okay.
1: For my address, Lieutenant, 1223 Sophia Boulevard. 1223 Sophia Boulevard. Thank you. I'm sorry I had to meet you under such unfortunate circumstances, Miss Slater. If there's anything I can oh, do... Oh, thank
5: you, Mr. Thatcher. I'm afraid there isn't.
1: Well, see you around, gentlemen. Uh, so long, Thatcher.
5: I've uh, written my address and telephone number down for you, too, Lieutenant. There's just one favor I'd like to ask.
6: What is it, Miss Slater?
5: Well... Carl and I were pretty close, of course. There are some things in his house, things I'd given him—cigarette lighter, a painting, a few things like that. I was wondering if I could have them back, as well, remembrances.
6: I am sure that can be arranged after the inquiry.
5: Oh, thank you very much. You'll get in touch with me if there are any new developments in the case. At once. Oh, you've been very kind, Lieutenant. Goodbye, Mr. Mitchell.
2: Miss Slater.
6: Well, Mitchell, any chance we had of gaining information from Zundel is now gone. A frustrating case.
2: Yeah, frustrating but not surprising. With something as vital and valuable as those radar plans at stake, it's no holds barred.
6: Let us recapitulate as to his killing. You say you and Miss Slater arrived at the hospital together.
2: That's right. As we approached Zundell's room, we saw a man in a white robe wearing a surgical mask go in the door. And while we were talking to the guard, Thatcher came down the hall. I introduced him to Miss Slater, and and the real doctor showed up. We went into the room and discovered the body.
6: Obviously, this man in the doctor's uniform killed Zundell, then left by the window.
2: Yeah, with that surgical mask, it could have been anybody.
6: Ah, Apparently, he murdered Zundell, trying to get information as to... The whereabouts of the papers.
2: I thought that at first, too, janakas Then I remembered that Zundel was unconscious at the time, so it couldn't have very well been that. No. Oh, I think the killer already has the papers and realized that Zundel knew he had them, so he had to shut his mouth for keeps. But you say when
6: you went to Zundel's apartment a few hours ago, you were knocked unconscious. Whoever did it obviously had been looking for the papers in the apartment. You interrupted his search.
2: Yeah, that's the point, janakas I think we're up against two teams in this ballgame. Two? Sure. One outfit already has the plans. The other outfit's trying to find them. And we're right in the middle. Nice thought, isn't it?
6: Hmm. If you're right in your assumptions, if the plans are already in possession of hostile interests, then that means... It means
2: we've got to move fast to prevent those plans from getting out of Athens. Whoever has them undoubtedly knows your men will be covering all exits, so they'll probably try to cook up some cute angle to get the plans out. This girl, Mitchell, what do you make of her? Helen Slater? I don't know just where she fits into this deal, but I'm sure she fits in someplace. She lied when she said she didn't know about Zundell's accident. Maybe she lied about a few other things, too. Hmm. Well, where does all this leave us, Mitchell? Well, pretty much in the dark right now. Look, right after I got slugged in Zundell's place, Helen walked in, so I never did get a chance to take a look around. Oh, you wish to go back there again? Yeah, Maybe we could find something there that'll give us a line on whom Zundell's been playing ball with. But first, I've got to send a report back to my boss in the United States. I'll be with you in a few minutes.
6: Steve's report's coming in on the teletype, Commissioner.
7: Good, let's have it.
6: There you are.
7: Very dull job you sent me on, Commissioner. was in Athens two whole hours before getting hit on the head.
5: Well, that's just about par for Steve, I guess.
7: Yeah. Now in middle of charming game of button, button, who's got the button? <laughs> Both sides playing for keeps. Man who used to have button, now slightly dead. Uh, what? Well,
5: he must mean Zondell.
7: Hey, wait a minute. Here's some more. Check on a Jim Thatcher, newspaper correspondent. And on the way back to Zundel's house with Janakas We'll keep you in school.
2: Here we are, Giannakos.
6: What are you waiting for?
2: The last time I walked through that door, I got a lump... You remember? <laughs> I'm not taking any chances this time. Yeah, I guess the joint's empty. Come on. We might as well start here in the living room. There's a chance that the plans are here somewhere, although I doubt it. But anything we can find which would tie Sundell's in with the people he was running with, with would help us.
6: All right. I will take this side of the room over here.
2: Okay, Alva. Uh... Hmm. Hey, that, that's funny.
6: What is the matter?
2: Take a look at this wall over here, Giannakos.
6: This wall? But there is nothing here.
2: That's right. But there was something here. Look, this area right here is cleaner than the rest of the wall. Let's see Yep, there's a nail hole here.
6: Ah, a picture was hung here.
2: A picture or a painting. Yeah, I remember now. I noticed it when I was here before. Hey... That must have been the painting Helen said she gave Zondel, the one she wanted back.
6: Uh, From the size of the lighter area on the wall, it must have been a rather large painting.
2: Yeah, large enough to hide those plans in. Have you got Helen's phone number, would you? Yes. Here you are. Mm.
6: You said the possessor of those plans would seek a clever scheme to get them out of Athens. It appears you were right.
2: Yeah, it doesn't do you much good to be right if you're too late. Uh, This is Steve Mitchell, Helen.
5: Well, hello, Steve.
2: Uh, You said this morning that there were several things in Zondell's apartment you'd like, uh, gifts you'd given him.
5: Did I? Well, to tell the truth, I've sort of lost interest in them, Steve.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. You've already got the only thing you really wanted, that painting.
5: (laughs) Well, I'm afraid I have to be going now, Steve.
2: It uh, must be quite a painting.
5: Oh, it is. Very interesting. And very profitable, too. Now,
2: wait, look. And don't try to
5: find me, Steve.
2: You won't be able to... Now, wait a minute. So long,
5: darling.
2: Now, Helen. 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 Come on, Giannakos. We've got to get over to her apartment fast. Oh, gentlemen,
6: gentlemen, this is highly irregular. I I cannot let you into Miss Slater's apartment. Yes, you can. I'm Lieutenant Giannakos, police department. Police? Oh, Oh, certainly, oh, all right then. Oh, of course, but but Miss Slate is not in. Huh? She left uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, uh-huh. he, he, here we are. How long ago? Oh, just just a few minutes ago. Here I.
2: Uh... Yeah, she's gone. All right.
6: I don't understand, gentlemen. Is is something wrong? Have you any idea where Miss Slater went? Why, No, no, no. She left in quite a hurry. Took a taxi car. Did
2: she have any baggage with her? Uh,
6: Yes, yes. Uh, Two suitcases, as I
2: remember. Anything else? Uh,
6: No, no, I don't think that... Wait. Yes, she had large flat packets. Ah, probably the painting. Uh, The what? We will need you no longer. You may go. Oh, but I... We will let you know when we leave. Thank you. Well, uh, all right.
2: She took off in a hurry, didn't she? Must have been all packed and warming up her engines.
6: Yes. We will get a bulletin out on her at once. Dominic, this is Janakos. Trace the cab driver who picked up Helen Slater from her apartment here a few minutes ago. Find out where he took her.
2: Hey, wait a minute.
6: Hold down, Dominic. What is it, Mitchell?
2: We just spotted this piece of paper in the wastebasket here. Take a look.
6: Libyan Star, 6 p.m. Yeah, the name of a ship. 6 p.m.? What time is it now?
2: Ten after six.
6: Ah, oh, it has already sailed. Dominic, contact the harbor patrol. Tell them to have a launch waiting for us. Come, Mitchell. We must try to overtake the Libyan Star before it gets outside the 12-mile limit.
2: I'm afraid the Libyan Star has too much of a start on us, Mitchell. Yeah. Hey, you know... There's something sort of slick about this whole deal. A little too slick, maybe. What do you mean, Mitchell? I don't know. Something about it doesn't add up. I can't quite put my finger on it, but...
7: There is the Libyan star ahead. Foster!
6: It will do us no good, Lieutenant Chinaco. What do you mean? The 12-mile limit stretches between those two islands on either side of us. The ship is already beyond the limit. Very well. You may as well head back to port. I am sorry, Mitchell, but my authority does not exceed the 12 mile limit. Yeah, I know. We can try, of course, to intercept the girl at the ship's destination. But as you know, such things are sometimes difficult to arrange due to international aspects. And, of course, she could leave the ship at any port along the line. Mitchell, I am afraid that as far as those radar plans are concerned, the outlook is not encouraging.
2: You know, the more I think about this deal, the less it adds up. Helen had a key to Zundell's apartment. Now, if the painting was really what she was after, why didn't she just go and get it right away instead of telling us about it first?
6: I Lieutenant do not. Jean-Arcops, yes, I read your message for you. From police headquarters? Thank you. Mitchell. What is it? My man Dominic traced the cab driver. Helen Slater did not go to the waterfront at all. She went to number 1223 Sophia Boulevard.
2: Huh? Hey, wait a minute. Isn't that the address the newspaper correspondent gave us?
6: Yes, Jim Thatcher. But why would the girl have gone to his apartment?
2: Particularly when the two of them were acting like they didn't know each other. You know, this deal is beginning to add up. Get this launch in overdrive, Janakis. We're going back to town and pay a call on Jim Thatcher.
6: Mitchell, there are many aspects of this affair I do not understand.
2: Here are the stairs. Thatcher's apartment must be on the second floor. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, there are still a few missing pieces in the deal, Giannakos, but it's beginning to shape up. Mitchell. It sounds like someone got here first. Come on. Mitchell, look. Two men coming out of Thatcher's apartment. But they got to come through us. I'll take the one on the right. Miklos, quick, unite. Too late, buster. Giannakos, the other one's heading for the stairs. Stop, stop when I shoot. Stop. Well, you sure don't pull any punches, Janakis.
6: He should have stopped.
2: He did. Hmm. Well, papers aren't on this boy. They must be on the guy downstairs. Papers? What papers? The radar plans. What?
6: But
5: I thought... Hey, take a
2: look, will you? I want to talk to Thatcher if he's still alive. Very well. Well, looks like we got here a little late, Thatcher. Helen, she's dead? Yeah, so I see.
6: They killed her.
2: and knifed me. You Probably won't have much time, Thatcher, so you better talk fast. Who were the two guys that jumped you?
1: Uh, don't know.
2: They were after the papers. I figured there were two teams. I guess those boys were the have-nots. It was you who killed Zundell in the hospital. Yeah. Sure. You put on a white uniform and mask. Killed Zundell, went out the window, and then you threw away the costume and met us in the hall outside the room.
6: Here are the radar plans, Mitchell. They were on the body of the man I just shot.
2: Yeah, and he got them from Thatcher here.
6: From Thatcher? But I do not understand.
2: I thought... Thatcher is the man who ran over Zundell and took the plans from him. He's had them all the time. Helen tried to focus our attention on the painting, so that while we were concentrating on her and the ship, Thatcher would have slipped quietly out of town. Yeah, I... Well, he is gone, Mitchell. Yeah, Looks like this deal didn't exactly work out for either of them.
6: The plan, then, was for the girl to lure us away with the fake departure, then double back and pick up the plans from Thatcher, eh?
2: I guess that's about the size of it. And they almost got away with it, too. (laughs) Oh, funny. Hmm? Ah, I was just thinking about football. Football? What does that have to do with this Well, I've played a little in my time, Janakas, and I've seen an awful lot of games. But I had to come all the way over here to Athens to see the slickest hidden ball play of them all.
3: You have just heard another episode in the exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Dangerous Assignment is written by Bob Reif with music by Bruce Ashley and is directed by Bill Karn. Be with us next week at this time when Brian Donlevy, starring as Steve Mitchell, will embark on another Dangerous Assignment. (laughs) Here's more good news for mystery fans. Every Sunday, you may now hear Richard Diamond, private detective, over most of these same NBC stations. With Dick Powell starred as the hard-hitting, two-fisted Dick Diamond, the Sunday adventures of this private eye are as interesting as tomorrow's race results today. There's fast action and plenty of suspense each Sunday as Diamond fights his way to fame, fortune, and a red-headed girlfriend. Richard Diamond is another of the fast-moving adventure mysteries you'll hear every week on NBC with such great shows as Dangerous Assignment, Beat, and Christopher London. If it's mystery and adventure you like when you turn on your radio, make a date now to hear all these stellar NBC shows. And remember, it's Sunday for Dick Powell as Richard Diamond on most of these NBC stations. Tomorrow, you'll hear Fibber McGee and Molly and Bob Hope on NBC. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Welcome back. Well, an interesting episode. I have to admit I was immediately suspicious of the guy claiming to be another a foreign correspondent. I don't know. It's something about this series that makes me suspicious that a foreign correspondent might not be all he seems. I think that for the era, it was a pretty good cover. Particularly if you're putting yourself out as a freelance correspondent in search of a story you're going to sell. It's going to be really hard if you're overseas in 1950 to check and make sure that someone back in the United States is actually a uh, reporter. Although an exception for Steve, this is a case where having the commissioner and his secretary around comes in handy. Of course, another feature of uh, 1950s life we got in this episode is uh, having to find people uh, when they are not at home. So many of us are available most of the time, you know, keeping uh, phones on our persons, ready to answer the call in the 21st century. But in 1950... You have to figure out a way to find people. And in this case, uh, it appears that Steve Mitchell is a hard man to locate. It's not that he's just got a few haunts that he goes to, but a whole lot of places. And you do wonder how the Bureau managed to track him down. I doubt they have a full-time operative on following around Steve Mitchell. I mean, I think that gets a little silly. We have secret agents to follow around our secret agents. And do you have a secret agent to follow around your secret agent to follow around your secret agent? Uh, You know, I suppose it'd be a little bit more plausible that they had, like, uh, an employee of Steve's building who tips them off as to where Steve is going. But Steve also doesn't strike me as the type of person who's constantly revealing his location. So my personal belief and view is that the secretary actually did detective work to track Steve down and that she had been on the case Uh, maybe for half an hour maybe for hours trying to find him which would also explain why she was not too eager to let him finish the dance because the whole situation was urgent when she left and Steve was pretty probably not the first place she checked. In my mind, I'm imagining that she had this entire long mystery adventure over the course of an hour, an hour and a half searching for Steve. Danger, mystery, and intrigue, and people getting in her way, and her having to work her way through this adventure to get to Steve. And I'm like, you know, we we could write a a spinoff script about that. I would love that. And then maybe her own series after she She gets tired of constantly being sent out to track down missing Playboy secret agents and instead leaves the Bureau and goes into business as a private detective. But sadly, no such series exists. All right, well, we turn now to listener comments and feedback. And uh, we have an email from Nancy who writes, Listening to today's episode of Dangerous Assignment, I've been hoping you could tell us more about its music and theme song. I'm mostly curious because for a show that came in the late 40s and early 50s, it's, uh very much sounds to me like one of those crime-slash-spy adventure themes you'd hear later in the 50s or into the 60s. very jazzy and almost uh, bebop or cool at points. Do we know more about the composer and uh, the band, Thanks so much. Always love the show. Nancy, I was going to send an email about uh, the Mr. Chameleon Dreamhouse episode, but you ticked off every one of my points in your commentary. I don't know how much uh, more Mr. C there is to go, but I'll be glad when we're back to mysteries that really do play fair. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate the comments. And uh, yeah, we're Taking a little bit of a break from Mr. Chameleon, although uh, it's definitely been interesting and we've had a lot of uh, folks uh, latching on to that uh, series, uh, particularly on YouTube. But in answer to your question, the theme song is called Adventure and it was written by Basil Adlam. Adlam was a tremendous force in old-time radio music. He was the music director for Guest Star, the uh, Savings Bond program that put out so many episodes. He did the music for Pat Novak for Hire, The Six Shooter. He also collaborated on a lot of uh, co- compositions, including Of The I Swing. And I've heard a few of Mr. Adlam's themes and compositions and never really heard anything quite like the theme to Dangerous Assignment, which I think probably reflects an overall approach to uh, writing themes and composing music is just to make it fit with the type of series that you're doing. And he did produce something that I think is fairly ahead of its time. I don't think that this is on the same level as a Peter Gunn theme, but it's definitely more in that direction than most of the themes that we were hearing on late 40s, early 50s uh, radio. Compare it to something like the theme to The Man Called X or Escape. There were... Fine themes, you know, for what they were, but uh, definitely nothing like what we get with Dangerous Assignment. I think the genius of the theme is the hook. Those sort of really unsettling notes that just set your expectations for something dangerous and unpredictable to happen. There was certainly not a theme like it in 1949, and you would probably be looking at the latter half of the 50s until you found something comparable, at least when it came to radio music. Now, if there is a film out there that had a score that perhaps Mr. Adlam was inspired by, or which had some similarities... I've not uh, uh, seen it, or if I have, I don't remember it. So I don't claim to be a music expert or a huge music guy. I kind of just know what I like. So if there is a music expert in the audience who would like to critique or to expand on what I said, I would love to hear from you. But thanks so much for the question, Nancy, and again, I I do really love this theme. All right, well now let's go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. I want to go ahead and thank John. John has been one of our Patreon supporters since May of 2017, currently supporting the program at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thanks so much for your uh, support, John. And that will do it for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate and review it wherever you download your podcast from. Join us back here next Tuesday for This is O'Shea. Next Wednesday, we'll be back with another episode of Dangerous Assignment. But coming up tomorrow, listen in for Philo Vance, where... Uh. Come on in. Right.
0: I want you to tell that Roland to lay off of me. He's a kind of a rugged character, and he's got a yen for Dale Leslie a mile long. No telling what he might do to me to show that dame how tough he is. Sit down, Will. Uh, what do you want me to do, Mr. Baker? Supply you with police protection? What am I, a sissy? I don't want any cops hanging around. I won't need them. If you'll call up this Roland guy and tell him you know he's out after me. That'll keep him away. All right. Yeah, you uh... Like these pennies on my desk? <laughs> I keep my souvenirs. There isn't much to like or dislike about pennies. Yeah.
5: Uh, Mr. Baker, the stuff came you ordered. I brought it here. Where do you want me to put it? Just
0: put the package on the desk.
5: Okay. It's a little heavy.
0: Oh, well, allow me.
5: Oh, it ain't that heavy, but thanks anyhow. You got me, Mr. Baker, bricks. There.
0: Okay, Maisie, that's all. Out? Out.
5: Out. See you later, boy.
0: And some stuff I bought for this office, Markham. Wait a minute. Will you? I want to see if it's all here. <laughs> ah, here's the bell. Never forget to send a bell, do they? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. Fountain pen desk, sir. Do you like it, Markham? Yes, it's very nice. Decorative and useful. I like it very much. How about this blotter here? The corner's a genuine letter. You see where it says, a uh, genuine leather."
3: Yes, of course. Mr. Baker, would you mind letting the rest of whatever's in that package stay
0: there until you and I have finished our conversation? I'm in a bit of a hurry. Oh, sure, sure. That's okay. I just want you to see this stuff, that's all. Hey, are you going to call that Davy Rowland for me and tell him what you said you were going to? Yes, I will. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks a million. So long, and uh, take care of yourself. That, Mr. Baker,
4: is a rather strange thing for you to be... I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.